When building an entrepreneurial business, you will never reach the goals you want for your business or yourself without systematizing your business. On the Building to Scale podcast, our mission is to help you, the entrepreneurial business owner, find clarity in what is holding you back in your business today, as well as guide you in building a more profitable, scalable, and ultimately saleable business. When the topic of strategy comes up, most small business owners turn the channel. They don't have time to think about strategy, that is only for big companies. In today's episode, Jeff Chastain dives deeper into this idea to look at whether it is worth the time and investment for a small business owner to define the purpose of their business from a strategic perspective. Here is Jeff Chastain. Strategic planning is worthless unless there is first a strategic vision. Now, this is a quote I recently saw by a John Naisbitt, and I guess first off, if we've not had the chance to meet, my name's Jeff Chastain, and I coach small business entrepreneurs really to build more profitable, more scalable, and ultimately more saleable businesses. And I will say on most days, it's a lot of fun. But when it comes to the idea of strategy, going back to that quote, it can be a bit of a battle many times to get entrepreneurs to think strategically. I mean, cash is king in a small business. And the reality is, I would say this, this actually is the case for any size business, but when it comes to small businesses, they tend to have less cash in the first place, have tighter margins, and thus are more super focused really there on maximizing every bit of revenue that they can. Now, last week's episode, we talked about the, the idea of that owner hat versus the operator or, or technician hat there. And most small business owners still must wear the technician hat just to keep the lights on and keep the bills paid. I mean, it's not like you've got a, a huge staff of people here to deliver your product or service while you can sit up at this higher level and just think big picture strategic all the time. I mean, that's big business and, and you're still spending a lot of time on the front line, directly working with customers, directly billing, things like that. So again, I get it. Um, and, and along those lines, I get why most entrepreneurs are not really that interested in talking strategy, especially early on. If you tend to be thinking bigger picture, then honestly, you're probably more focused on processes, procedures, so that you can move some of those things that are on your plate right now off to other people. And while this is admirable and, and honestly better than, than doing absolutely nothing at all, you're still running on that hamster wheel. Now, picture for a second here, draw this picture in your mind, a, a table with four legs under it. Now, the problem with this table is that one of those legs is longer than all the others. The table, therefore, is not quite as stable, not level, it kind of rocks there. And if you know from sitting at a restaurant that way, it's easy to knock over a drink or something like that. And this table is the foundation of your business. The, the, the four legs here are your, your people, your purpose, your playbook, and your performance strategies. Stuff like marketing, sales, operations, finance, all of that, that's the drinks on top of the table here. And again, if that table's not level or the table's not stable there, it impacts the effectiveness of the rest of the business on top. Now, I'm not saying that things can't work or won't work with that table not being completely level, completely stable. I, I always coach early stage entrepreneurs, honestly, to make sure that they've got a, a viable product, a viable service out in the market with people actually paying for it 
before that they start building this foundation. I mean, it makes honestly no sense to put all of your resources, all your cash, all your time into building this strong foundation if you don't already have a, a viable business yet. Now, on the flip side, if you don't know your, your why, if you don't know your who, if they don't have those defined, then the marketing efforts, the sales efforts that you're making won't be anywhere near as effective as they might otherwise be. So one of the tools I work with my clients on is a simple two-page strategic vision execution plan. Now, this is one of those areas where business leaders tend to really overthink and overcomplicate things. Now, I always go back to, I've said it here before on the podcast many times, the, the Albert Einstein quote, to keep things as, as simple as possible, but never simpler. And applying that to strategic planning, a small business doesn't need to spend months doing strategic planning and coming up with all these fancy position papers and presentations, et cetera. Honestly, I don't know that any business does, but especially a small business. Now, as I mentioned before, the, the strategic plan that I work with my clients to create is literally a single piece of paper, front and back. So two pages, nice and simple, covers all the same things that they need to or that they need there. But breaking that down, sorry, we'll take a little bit more in a single podcast episode. But what it comes down to is there's really four overarching questions that this plan tries to answer for both you and, and just about your business. The first question is simply why? Why are you even in business in the first place? Second is who, so who are you as a business now? Third is where, where are you going as a business? And last is how, how are you going to get there? You know where you're going, how are we actually gonna get there now? Now, the where question is what we started to answer several episodes back talking about your pinnacle right there. I think that was actually a season launch here for season two. So if you didn't catch that episode, there's a link to it right here in the show notes. Or just like I said, go back. I think it's the first episode of season two right there. Where we really dug into this idea of the pinnacle. And in strategic planning, the pinnacle is really that kind of first step. That's our long-term target for where we're trying to go to. And then what we needed to do, and we didn't break it down in that episode, was figure out, okay, how do we break that down into more actionable steps, bring it back down here a little closer. But again, that's a topic for, for another episode there. Now today, what I wanna do is take a brief look at the, the who and the why questions that we talked about. First on the why side. So again, why are you even in business? Why did you go into business in the first place? Why does what you do as a business, why, why does that matter to anybody? And again, why would your customers miss you if, if you weren't even around, if your business wasn't around anymore? So if you kind of think about it, those questions all sound kind of soft and squishy. What, what, do they, what do they really matter? What do they really mean? The thing is, research has shown many times over that if you can connect with people on an emotional level, they are more than 40% more likely to want to work with you. And this applies to both your customers as well as to your, your internal team. If we look at the team perspective first, a, a person that really understands the, the purpose of your business and shares that purpose, shares that mission, that goal, that character, they're much more likely to really go above and beyond in working for you. Now, if you've got somebody there that's just only there for a paycheck, then the reality is you're going to be outbid by the next company that comes along and offers a few, few dollars more. This is the same kind of idea on the, the customer side of 
fastest one to the bottom for the cheapest product kind of a thing. Thinking about it from that customer perspective though, think about the last time you made a, a purchase from a big box retailer. And now I'm not trying to go out and bash big companies or anything by that means. But the reality is you think about all the big box retailers you know of and you don't really know what's the purpose behind your business or their business. So therefore, when I'm shopping from these kind of stores, most likely I'm shopping on the, the cost as well as the, the time and potential convenience. So I mean, if both Lowe's and Home Depot, for example, big box hardware stores have the same product that I need, I don't have any real big loyalty to either one. I'll go to the one that's more convenient at the moment or that has the product at the lower price. Now, on the other hand, what if you had a passion for saving the rainforest or a passion for the environment here? Then suppose you were looking at buying a product from two different companies here. And one of those companies in their, their marketing and their messaging said that they, they give back 1% of all sales to an environmental preservation society because they want a healthier environment as well. Or maybe they have environmentally friendly packaging, things like that, that again, we see quite often these days. But because that company made a personal connection with you with their why, you'd probably go a step further or spend a little bit more with them versus their competitor just because of that personal connection that was established right there. So let's take this one step further here. You've got your why identified, you've got it clearly defined, you know that it resonates with this certain segment of people in the market. Now, from a marketing perspective, you've got a set and set of funds that you can go spend and you're faced with really two options. You can go out into the market to the general population using whatever the hot medium is these days and put all your funds right there. Or the other option is you can find a, an online community or, or certain tailored areas where you know this segment of people is that identify with your why and spend the same amount of marketing dollars there. Looking at that, which one do you think is going to bring a better return on your investment? I mean, it's not really meant to be a trick question or anything. It, it always makes more sense to market to your niche customer. The key though, in, in figuring out who that niche customer is and really connecting with them is to know your why, know your, your mission there and know, okay, who are the people that are going to connect with that mission so that I can spend my, my resources, my limited resources going in that direction. Now we could take this further and talk about branding. We could talk about your sales messaging, etc. Kind of suspect you get the point here that, that the more we can target this down, the more effective that's going to be. But it all starts back to knowing our why, knowing our mission, knowing how are we going to personally connect with these people. Now, the second question I want to look at is your who. So there's really two different ways to look at the who kind of statement. And Honestly, you should, you should look at it both ways kind of a thing there. But for right now, the who that I'm talking about is referring to who is your business. Now, think about your business almost as its own entity, its own personality there. And I once heard it in an illustration of a, a bank described like this. The, think of the bank. It's in downtown New York, financial district kind of a thing. When you walk in the doors, you're greeted with just marble everywhere. Shiny marble, wall to wall, floors, just everything's fancy. I mean, the doors, the, the sitting area, the everything just exudes money. It's high, ornate, fancy kind of stuff like that. It just has this rich, warm kind of feel to it. 
Now, as you're looking around, walked in the lobby, kind of looking around, you see words sitting here carved into the marble, the, the core values of the bank. So you see words like integrity, like relationships, loyalty, respect, or, or teamwork. And then as you're sitting there reading each one of these and then kind of seeing that ambience, you hear a teller yell out next at the top of her lungs and it kind of shatters the image, right? I mean, what was this nice, quiet, serene, rich environment now sounds more like a, a cattle auction over in Fort Worth here. I mean, okay, so, so bring that image, that illustration back around to your business. Suppose it's your marketing, your branding that's putting forth that high-end image of, of excellence, of value right there. Then your prospect, seeing that marketing, now interacts with your salesperson and the experience with that salesperson is more like the cattle auction. I mean, what's that gonna do to your closing ratio? Now, if you look at it, there's really nothing wrong with either perception. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with the rich, quiet ambiance. There's nothing wrong with the cattle auction. The issue is when it comes down to, you set your prospect up to expect one thing and then suddenly they're surprised by another. So another example here, I'll, this is something I've seen recently with the, the, with the pandemic. So I've met, quotes here, a lot of people over the last year and a half or so, early stages when we were locked down and business didn't really happen face to face anymore. It was all through social media, through LinkedIn. So my perception and image of people was limited to what their picture was on their social media profiles. Now, fast forward to today, we're actually meeting back in person again, and imagine the surprise or your surprise when this nice, trim, athletic person that was in the, the social media picture turns out to be sporting an extra 30 or so pounds here in person. Again, while there's nothing necessarily wrong with either image there, the issue is the reality doesn't fit the expectation, and it causes you to sit there and look at that and say, well, what are they trying to hide? Are they trying to hide something here with not putting the right picture up? Or, and if so, what else are they hiding here? So first tip, make sure your social media pictures are, are up to date there. But the same idea really goes back to your business. You need to have a, a consistent picture, a, a personality, if you will, of your business that's defined and maintained throughout the business. So throughout your marketing, your sales, your customer service, everything right there, has this one defined personality. Now, bringing this all the way back to where we started here, building an early stage small business is, is tough. We've been there, I get it, I've, I've been there myself, I've worked with many business owners in that stage. There's, there's a lot of pressure at that point. And again, everything is cash driven. You've, you've gotta make sure you've got enough cash for today and, and hopefully tomorrow. But getting back to last week's episode though, we talked about making time to put on your owner hat. And this is really where that hat starts coming into play. So while strategy doesn't sound like something that will bring this, this immediate value to the company that needs cash, the reality is what it can do is stretch your existing efforts into things like sales and marketing and get you a better return for that investment. If you can make your marketing more effective, if you can make your sales more effective, closing more deals with understanding your messaging right there, it makes it all worth it. So take a few minutes here this week here, think about your why, think about your who. So again, 
Why are you even in business? Why does it why does it matter to your customers what you do? And then who are you as a business? What are your your core values, your beliefs that you need to stick to and measure decisions against? Again, what's that personality there of your business? And having both of those clearly defined and really shared by your entire team, anybody you've got right there, will produce a measurable boost in sales and marketing and customer service, et cetera. So again, as always, if you've got any questions, join us over here over at the, the Building to Scale community for small business entrepreneurs like yourself. Just go over to buildingtoscale.com slash group to request an invitation. We'll get you right in. Again, ask any questions. We'll be over there to help. And with that, I'm going to say until next time, this is Jeff Chastain again with uh, just that ongoing reminder here. Simply take one step today towards building a more profitable, more scalable, and ultimately saleable business for you and for your future. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Building to Scale podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic, make sure and tune back in next Monday to meet the boss of brand, Rachel Jenks. Branding for small businesses is her game, but she has a much bigger mission and passion than just logos and color schemes. Could we ask you a favor? If you found this episode valuable, please take a moment and leave us a rating in your favorite podcast player as that helps other entrepreneurs find the show. Last, if you are the owner of a small, entrepreneurial business, come join the Building to Scale community where we provide additional coaching and support to business owners just like you. Request your invite at buildingtoscale.com slash group. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you again next week on the Building to Scale podcast.